Credit card processing statements can be really difficult to read and understand. Hi, my name is James Shepard, and I've looked at thousands of credit card processing statements over the last 11 years in this industry. And still today, I get surprised by you know the lack of transparency in credit card processing statements, the blatant dishonesty in some cases. Um, it's just very confusing to look at a credit card processing statement and figure out if the fees are competitive or not. Well, here's the good news. The good news is that there is one number that I'm going to share with you today, a very simple number that anybody could calculate that will tell you if the fees on a statement are competitive or not. Ready? Here we go. We only need two numbers from the statement in order to make this calculation. It does not matter if this statement is on tier pricing, interchange plus, you know, uh, it doesn't matter about subscription rate or flat rate or any of that. All you need is the total processing volume and the total fees that are paid in order to process that volume. Okay. So go ahead and take out the statement and take a look at it. And let me show you where you're going to find these numbers. If you look at either the very top of the statement on the first page or the very bottom of the last page, you're normally going to see the total fees that were paid. Now, let me give you a couple of tips about this because it can be a little confusing. So first of all, understand that you need the total fees that were paid throughout the entire month. If you're on something called daily discount, that means you actually paid fees throughout the month. Okay. And when you look at the total fee section, it will say something like discount paid, and then it'll have remaining fees, or it'll say debit to bank account. You've got to add both of those two numbers together. So it's the total amount of money that you paid throughout the month. The second thing I'll tell you is that the fees are not always on the statement. Sometimes the fees are going to be coming out of, you know, uh, in the middle of the month. And so there might be a terminal rental fee. There might be a subscription fee, uh, something else. So, you know, an annual fee, something that wasn't on the statement. So you really need to make sure that you're taking into account the total fees that were paid that month in order to process the credit card transactions on the statement. Okay. Now, once you have the total fees, we're now going to look for the total processing volume. Now, this number is usually found either on the very first page. It'll be called total submitted or submitted volume or submitted transactions, something like that. It'd be the largest number really on the statement. And so it's pretty obvious which one it is. Um, but, you know, it could be a little confusing on that first page. Sometimes they'll have, you know, the total amount submitted and then it'll say refunds and then it'll say total amount deposited or something like that. You're looking for the total amount submitted. You're looking for the, the biggest number, the total processing volume. Okay, if it's not on the first page, go to the second or third page and look for something called a card type summary report. A card type summary report. On the card type summary report, you'll see names like Visa, MasterCard, Discover, Amex, uh, Pin Debit, things like that. So what is this? Well, what this is, this breaks down your total volume and says, here's how much you process for each of these card types. Normally, it will add all of them up and give you a total at the bottom. If it doesn't, you can just add up all the volume numbers from each of the card types and you can get your total volume that way. Okay. So now that we have our total fees and our total volume, what do we do next? What we do is we take the total fees divided by the total processing volume. So let's say, for example, that we have a hypothetical statement here and there's $300 in total processing fees. Okay. And then we see that we processed, you know, $10,000 on this statement. So the statement's got 10,000 in volume. 300 in fees. So we take 300 divided by 10,000, and that is going to get us 3%. So on this statement, we have a 3% effective rate. Okay. Maybe the statement has 300, but there's also a 
$50 monthly equipment rental fee. Well, then they paid $350, right? This statement has $350 in fees divided by 10,000. Now we're at 3.5%, but you're going to come up with a percentage effective rate. Okay. Now I want to explain to you how to tell if that effective rate is competitive or not. But before I do that, I'm going to give you kind of what I call like the cheat code. All right. The way to figure this out really easily is to just go to examplemerchantquote.com examplemerchantquote.com, something that I just set up recently to show off our quote tool and the amazing things it can do. This is our marketing campaign feature. So basically what it is, it's a direct link where without talking to a salesperson or without, you know, actually looking at a statement, our algorithms that run off of a huge database of statements, we are able to provide an instant quote. All you need to do is put in your business type, uh, the business type from the statement. You need to put in the total volume from the statement, the total fees from the statement, and then we're able to provide an instant quote that will show, you know, hey, is this statement, is the pricing competitive, right? So you can go to examplemerchantquote.com to check that out. Now, how do we tell if the effective rate is competitive? Let me give you a few numbers, okay? First of all, if you have an effective rate below 2%, I don't care what type of a business you are, if you have an effective rate below 2%, the odds are that your pricing is extremely competitive. Now, there are a few business types where that pricing could still be high, and those would be businesses that have a large average ticket with a lot of debit transactions, okay? So what I mean by that is, if you're doing a lot of 100, 200, 300, $400 transactions, larger transactions, right? If you're doing a lot of larger transactions and you're taking a lot of debit cards, so people are not using their rewards credit card, they're using a debit card. Well, what you have to understand is, to use a debit card on a large ticket item, your cost should be extremely low less than 1% on those transactions, much less than 1% actually on those transactions. So if you have a large percentage, even 30, 40% debit and you have larger tickets, then really your effective rate should probably be pretty low. I've seen effective rates as low as 1.2%, 1.4%. Uh, there's a uh, auto repair place a client that I've worked with that has a 1.2% effective rate. Uh, that's one of my clients. And the reason is because they do a lot of break jobs and stuff. And so they're like $300, $500 average ticket. And a lot of people pay with their debit card. They don't want to pay with their credit card when they're doing just maintenance on their vehicle. So that's an example where you might have an effective rate really low. But as a general rule, if you're a normal business and you're below 2%, you probably got a really, really good deal. Okay. If you're around two and a half percent, then it's really going to depend on your business type. But again, the odds are that your pricing is still fairly competitive. And again, just using broad strokes averages. Again, if you go to examplemerchantquote.com, select your business type, we will pull hundreds and hundreds of statements from similar businesses and we'll compare those to your statement and what you have and we'll be able to tell with much more accuracy. But as a general rule, 2.5% still very, very competitive. Okay, If you get up around 3%, now you're at a range where 3% effective rate, usually there's going to be some savings available at that rate with one exception. Now we're on the other end of the spectrum. So you know, we talked about large ticket. Uh, if you're a large ticket merchant, if the statement's got, you know, large tickets on there, lots of debit. Well, you know, now you have a situation where your price should be really low. If you're a small ticket merchant, 
So if the statement's got, you know, uh, average ticket size of, you know, $15, $10, $12, well, with a statement like that, you really would expect to see much higher effective rates, probably somewhere above 3%, even 4 or 5%, depending on how low. The reason behind this is because of a law that was passed called the Durban Amendment, which makes a $0.22 cent per item fee on about 85% of all debit transactions. Now, $0.22, cents, if you're processing you know, a $500 transaction, who cares about $0.22, cents, right? If you're processing a $1 transaction, well, that's 22% of the transaction. So that $0.22 cents matters a lot more when the average ticket size is below about $15. So when you get below $15, you should expect to see an effective rate that's a little higher on that statement, okay? So that's 3%. Once you get up about 4 to 5%, Unless your average ticket is below $10, if your effective rate is 4% or higher, um, even 3.5%, but in that range, there is almost certainly some potential savings if you take that statement and shop it around a little bit. So hopefully this was some basic information for you today. Again, make sure you go check out our tool, examplemerchantquote.com. That's not a landing page or a promo for our tool at all. It's literally just a place where you can go to get a quote uh, and take a statement and just do an instant quote on that statement. And that'll kind of show how our marketing campaign features work with our instant quote tool. So definitely make sure you check that out. If you have any questions or need anything from me, you can always email me, james at ccsalespro.com, james at ccsalespro.com. Hopefully I'll hear from you soon and I hope you have a great day.